Hi everyone, it's Mo here bringing you the daily juice. I should call it the nightly juice because today's one's a late one, but I wanted to wait until the Manchester United game finished as it's uh, as of importance to us. Uh, quite a lot of us own FPL assets from United and with them doubling and up soon, it was an important watch for me as I look to target my, my triple up. I'm not going to run through all the details. I'm going to try to highlight some of the major events that happened during the game, but it was a uh, Slow, slow starter, slow burner at the start, but then, um, then the game warmed up and it had a nice little twist at the end. Um, first half, as I said, both teams figuring each other out, not much going on. The, 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 the highlight was an outstanding save by David De Gea. Look, goal bound, that, that shot, top corner, David De Gea, oof, flying, flying in the air, honestly. It was like vintage David De Gea, excellent save, uh, keeping the, the score nil-nil and denying Palace. That was one of the major events. And just before the halftime whistle was about to blow, actually, United score. Boom. 44th minute goal. Uh, the goal comes from basically um, Rashford, Eriksen overloading on the left-hand side where you've got Shaw behind them as well. So they had a couple of players there. A real, real basic pass from um, Rashford to Eriksen just destroys Palace defence. Defensively, for Palace perspective, you'd be fuming. Terrible defending. Didn't take, for all of Man United's hard work and effort, it was such an easy, easy pass to break through the Palace defence. And the pass went through to the worst person. It went through to Eriksen, who's so composed and so clever. Just calmly looked up, not rash, not just smashing it across goal without even looking. Looked up, saw Bruno. Bruno, who's picking up these dangerous pockets recently. And uh, it won't be long before, you know, the bandwagon starts. It must be starting already now. But, uh, but he picks up the ball up, again, nice and calm, uses the defender in front of him as a shield to block the goalkeeper and just puts his foot through it. A nice little instep, top corner, keeper had no chance. Excellent goal, excellent finish and build up. United getting a goal in a, in a, in a painful time for Crystal Palace because the game should have, should have been realistically nil-nil. Second half kicks off. And again, feeling each other out, not much going on. Uh, the game looked look like it could end in a nil-nil, if I'm honest with you. No, no, it was an end-to-end, you know, or non-stop action. But then uh, Eriksen Hogg takes action. He starts making substitutions. You know, he's on the front foot. It's, it's something which I like about him. I've, I've enjoyed having him in the Premier League and uh, looks looks to be making a big changes at Manchester United and they're, they're already on the up. So it's worrying for... <laughs> us that don't support United but definitely looks like he's doing a great job there the new boy Weghorst he comes off in the 68th minute for McTominay that's the first sub and uh, Rashford goes up front uh, McTominay goes in the middle and uh, Ganacho comes on for Anthony so Anthony who another new boy as well and maybe being a bit too harsh he's, st- he's still very fresh to the Premier League but another poor poor game I mean, he's someone I even potentially considered maybe for the double game week. But the more you watch him, the more you think, nah, no chance. But uh, so he comes off and Bruno goes right wing. So this is something to, whether it's a positive or a negative, I'm not sure yet. From today's game, he's not going to be a winger that stays on the white line. Of course not. He, he comes in and chases the ball and uh, looks to take them pockets. The positive of that is, Eric Ten Hag trusts him and he's still getting the minutes because he's not coming off. He's just moving position. So McTominay joined the, the two midfielders and Bruno went right, Ganacho left and Rashford, Rashford up top. So that was the substitutions, injected some some pace and, you know, into the game. And and, and Eric Ten Hag, um, it, it, was, it started to work because straight away, 72th minute, a debatable pen. But McTominay, McTominay broke through. I mean, some will say it is, some will say it not. I watched the slow motion. It, 
he doesn't touch him, but then he doesn't touch the ball. So I don't know. That one's a, that one's a real tight one. And it's a big implication because Rashford more than likely would have been taking a penalty if, if, if I'm right. And a lot of people have captained him or maybe triple captained him going against Haaland. So it would have had big implications in the overall ranks for, for a lot of us. After that, a huge, huge yellow card. So a massive yellow card because uh, on the 80th minute, Zaha received the ball, drops the shoulder, and he almost kind of, in that same motion, like he rolls Casemiro. Casemiro being Casemiro, he's not letting you and the ball go past him. So he just jumps on him and does a, it's a stupid tackle, but, you know, someone's saying it could have been a red. I don't think so. Yellow card, but implications is he misses the Arsenal game. So Manchester United fans are are, are fuming about that. He's going to be distraught. You could tell. I think Bruno Fernandes went and spoke to him after, and, and he te- must he must tell him, and you could see his face like, oh no, like I, it just dawns on him. But he's a type of player when he's on the pitch, he's all action, fully committed, and his DNA he he can't let you go past him. That's it. That's how he's built. Outstanding player. But then. Uh, and what made it more painful, actually, Fred was just about to come on for Casemiro. But uh, after the yellow, clearly Eric Ten Hag then has to change his mind. He's thinking there's no point resting uh, <laughs> uh, Casemiro, leaves him on the pitch. And Fred comes on for Eriksson on the 82nd minute. Right after that, the next, this is a bit of a sting for Manchester United. So a free kick is given away. It looks real, real far. I'm not sure if it's 30 yards, 35 or maybe even 40 yards. A real, a good distance. And the way David De Gea was played, you're thinking... Nah, no chance. Elise stands over the ball. David De Gea looks like to me he's overcompensating on the right-hand side. But I mean, any of you who play in goal or, you know, feel free to tell me. Tell me in the comments if you think, no, that was a perfect position. And he leaves the other side open, relying on his wall to keep it there. Anyway, Elise steps up, smashes it in. I mean, it wasn't top, top corner, but it was the pace and power. And it was the height that destroyed David De Gea. It was just under the bar. And I mean, David here was pretty close, but yeah, excellent goal. Really painful for Manchester United fans because from three points to one, and clearly they're in the title race, and then add Casemiro's yellow, it's, it becomes a bad day in the office. It feels, it feels like, um, you know, the win was just taken away from them. And I'll tell you what, just before the whistle blew, the game could have really, they could, it could have been a, a nightmare for Manchester United because uh, it, the game became end-to-end for the last couple of minutes. Manchester United whipped a ball across for a corner and like it went past everyone. Someone could have nicked it easily, but no one got it. From that same, uh, you know, play, the ball gets passed across and somehow it's a through ball. Zaha's in, practically one-on-one. The saving grace for United was uh, Juan Bissaka, who is one of the best, you know, I mean, he's had a hard time at Manchester United, we know this, and going forward with the ball maybe is not his best attribute, but coming back, and making recovery tackles. This was this was a, a game-saving tackle. He makes the tackle clean, no foul. You know, you know Zaha at times can milk things. No, no foul, clean tackle, boom. That was the last major um, thing. You know that happened in the match. Last, last, nothing after that. Whistle was blown, but uh, frustrating for Manchester United. And I suppose Palace come away with the the draw, the happier the team. Because it looked like Man United was, was just about to, to finish the game off. A quick run through some of the performances. I'm, you know, I'm not going to give them ratings or scores. But just David De Gea, I mean, he's unfortunate to concede that goal. But uh, he was excellent. Shaw, outstanding. 
going from strength from strength, whether he's left back or or or, or centre or centre back. Just, just he's in a rich vein of form, playing really really well. The rest of the defence just as good. One Basaka that that goal goal saving tackle alone ridiculous. And Varane brings you you know the experience and, and just pedigree, and calmness and composure at centre back. He's made a huge difference. If Manchester United are to do anything this season, they need him fit. Martinez, you know, shout out to him, steady today. Nothing of notes, but just just real steady, real calm. The back five looks looks solid. I mean, Eric Ten Hag's done a good job because just a couple of months back, United were wild like, like at the back. Anthony, uh, not great. Average performance, that's me being polite. You know, he's still finding his feet and maybe too early to, to judge him or, you know, if he's been a success or not. But with the fee he cost, yeah, he looked, yeah, the, the only thing I remember him in the game was him and uh, Bruno Fernandes practically having a go at each other, you know, when the passion shows, <laughs> that was quite funny. But uh, Ericsson, Casemiro, outstanding players. They're the heartbeat of this team. Too clever, too much composure, football knowledge and experience. They're a pleasure to watch in that midfield. Bruno seems to be picking up, picking up dangerous positions. He played almost in the, what do you want to call it, a cam, a number 10, you know, an attacking midfielder. He played, he was picking up the positions and uh, later on he moved on to the right wing. Still, I mean... (laughs) It wasn't a game of many chances. It's hard for me to say that, you know, he was dangerous, but no one was really dangerous uh, in this match. Not it was a few chances. Rashford, a quiet game for him. A quiet game. I can't, I'm trying to think. Many chances for him. Not many that stand out for me. I mean, you know. And lastly, the the new boy, Werghorst, up top. Um, I mean, one thing's for certain. He's not going to take Manchester United forward. That's for a fact. He's filling a, a void at the moment as Cristiano Ronaldo left and Martial's always broken. But the reality is, I mean, he takes... It's rare you find a player that turns like him. Like, really, really, he's like the Titanic. My God. But I'm saying that, but he will score goals. Man United supply the bullets for him. He's got the power. He's got the experience. And he's played at, you know, at a high level. You know, you just have to see the World Cup where he he, he done a job. So... I'm not going to be too harsh on him. As I said, he's practically flown off a plane and jumped into the team. Um, with Manchester United coming up with a double game week soon, a lot of us are going to triple up. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see who the third person is. I think majority of us already have Rashford and Shaw. I will be looking at Bruno. After that, it's very, very difficult to see who else. Maybe a double defence, but then they're possibly blank. So then you, you get stuck with three players as well. Tricky situation. Um I'm intrigued to see what you think, especially if you watch the game, uh, if you agree or disagree with any of the, the comments or, you know, things I've just said. Please like and subscribe as well. All right. It'll be, um, we'd love the feedback. Um, on that note, listen, have a good night and uh, we'll catch another Daily Juice tomorrow. Bye bye.